What's up, what's up, what's up? And I'm your Hasiel to all my K-pop peeps out there. My name is Denise and you are watching and or listening to my podcast called That K-Pop Talk, where every week I go over the latest and greatest in news and reviews of Korean popular music. Very important. I would love it if you can click like, share, and subscribe to my podcast channel. And if you want to support me, there's a link for that too in the description box. So sit back and relax because K-pop news is coming up next. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to that K-pop talk. This segment is called K-pop news, so let's get started. And child, I know y'all want me to talk about August D and the D-Day tour, but we're going to wait until BTS news comes up, and that is the next segment. Right now, I have a very pressing topic I want to speak with you about, and it does impact our precious K-pop idols' mental health. And what am I talking about? There was a bill that was recently passed by the Culture, Sports, and Tourism Committee of the National Assembly of South Korea. And in layman terms, the bill is called the Lee, Lee Suwon-gi Situation Prevention Act. But the technical title is called the Popular Culture and Arts Industry Development Act. Oh, it's a it's a tongue-tied um, act that was passed as far as pronunciation. But I'm mentioning this act because it is something that is going to bring about positivity to the K-pop industry. And this will actually um, help the idols as far as working conditions. So in order to understand the changes, let's talk about why this act was um, passed. Okay, so this was named after the singer, which is Lee Suwangi, and this singer was under a quote-unquote slave contract, and they said that he didn't get paid for more than 18 years. Like, he just never got paid for his music. Um, this was reported, by the way, by this outlet called Korea Boo, um, Korea and the B-O-O in the end, but if you look up um, what happened is all you know this this is this this has been verified okay so um this act will limit the working hours of underage k-pop idols and it also prohibits healthy threatening acts that place an overemphasis on the k-pop idols looks and the previous working hours for k-pop idols were as follows so if you were under 15, you could work up to 35 hours a week. And if you were over 15 or 15 and up, it was 40 hours. Now that has been changed. So the new guidelines are if you are under 12, you can work up to 25 hours a week, six hours a day. If you're 12 to 15, then you can work up to seven hours a day, 30 hours a week. And if you are over 15, you can work up to 35 hours a week, also seven times, a, I mean, not seven times, seven hours a day. So those are the new stipulations as far as working hours. Now, as far as moral code, um, they are also protected from being harassed in any type of way, shape or form. And also they're protected from any type of physical harassment, sexual harassment, physical assault or sexual assault. So that is what is in that protection package from the um, Lee Swingy um, Prevention, you know, Protection, you know, Act. So the technical term, again, is the Lee Swingy Situation Prevention Act. That's what it's called. 
So I'm happy to hear about that. And, you know, this comes on the heels of criticism um, of the groups of Baby Monster and also New Jeans because those girls are very young. But I must say, um, when I look at them, they look pretty healthy and they look like they are very much enjoying themselves. I know um, High End just turned 15 from New Jeans. Y'all know I love Miss New Jeans. She just turned 15 and on April 21st. So she came into you know, the K-pop life at such a young age. And we all know that Baby Monster, all those girls are young. Every single one of them. I think there was one girl that was 18 um, that they showed on, you know, on the evaluation series um, when they first introduced Baby Monster. But the rest of those girls are very young. So, but again, you can tell that they're happy. They look healthy. They don't look like they're about to kill over. None of them look anorexic. So I say hats off to YG um, and also to Hive um, and Door, the label, um, for, you know, these K-pop idols coming out and they're actually enjoying life. So, okay, moving on. IU would no longer perform the song Good Day at her concerts. Why? Because her song has extremely high note in the F sharp range, which is very, very high. And is sung into this key for a long time. So it's really difficult to perform. And um, it's called the three key syndrome. So if you notice a lot of Korean female K-pop groups sing at a much higher octave range than most other female artists. And that is why it's called the three key syndrome in Korea, South Korea. Um, it's hard on the throat for IU. So she's saying that because of that, she wants to preserve her throat. That um, her producer, actually, Crazy Music, said that it's the highest key sung by any female singer. I don't know because, you know, I'm thinking of Mariah Carey and I'm also thinking of Ariana Grande. They sing at high keys, too, in some of their songs. But I guess he's saying, at least for South Korea, she's singing in such a high octave right now and then she has to hold it for a long time and i think that's what he's talking about the duration in which that f sharp um key range is held so i understand i understand iu so you know if you guys want to hear a good day i guess from here on out you'll have to actually listen to it on your platform that when you stream your music so just wanted to let you guys know about that i thought that was interesting okay moving on we're going to talk about the Met Gala. So this year, they're talking about four K-pop artists that may make the Met Gala. Um, nothing has been confirmed to the public, but this is what they're saying. And so if we see them, we already heard it, right? Okay, so number one is RM. He's representing Bottega Veneta. And number two is Jenny. She's going to be doing Chanel. Number three is Jimin from um, Christian Dior. And then number four is going to be Rosé from um, Yves Saint Laurent. So as we know, every year at the Met Gala, the designers would choose the celebrities in which they want to represent them going to the Met Gala. So these are the four K-pop idols that they're talking about going to the Met Gala. So we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. Okay, um, next up, we're going to talk about comebacks. You guys, there's so many comebacks. I mean, that this is the rest of the K-pop news segment. It's going to be about comebacks, and there there are a lot of them. Okay, so recently announced was um, 
Stray Kids. Oh my goodness. I am, you know, people going crazy when they saw this. So they recently just put out a teaser on their five star album. That's what's called five star. And they're not even coming out to June and people are already going crazy over this. I'm going crazy over this. I mean, it is it's such hype anticipation of this album coming out because you guys know Stray Kids has been touring this whole time. So they haven't had really that much time to work on new music. So now they're back in the studio. They're getting ready. They have this music they're going to present to you in June. So I am here for it, y'all. Okay, so get ready. Stray Kids is coming. Also, ATs. ATs is also coming in mid-June. They have announced it. Um, as you guys know, they too are on their tour. I think it's called, um, let me get this straight. They're on their... Uh, Fellowship Break the Wall Tour, and they're doing an anchor performance in Seoul, Korea on April the 28th and 29th. And then when they finish that, they too are back in the studio to bring you a new album coming out in June. So those two, Stray Kids and ATs, are coming out in June. We can't wait. Okay, so there are a lot of May comebacks. I'm just going to quickly go through them. There were a lot of March comebacks as well. We went over them, you know, during my previous um, podcast. But let's get ready and go over the May comeback, shall we? Okay, so let's start off. I'm going to do it in chronological order of dates, and I'm just going to run through them, okay? So on May 2nd, we have... BTOB, and I really don't know that group that much, but when they come out, I'm going to talk more about them. Um, as you guys know, 2020, all I knew was BTS. I am an army, and because of this podcast, I am learning more about other K pop groups, and it's been such a beautiful journey. So, BTOB is coming out May 2nd with their 12th mini album, Wind Wish. Okay, so here are the rest of them as follows. One second, I'm just looking them up because I'm telling you guys, there are so many of them. I have to um, pull it up here. So bear with me one moment. Okay, so that was May 2nd, BTOB. May 4th is, and I've already mentioned this, I think last week's podcast, Icon or Econ Takeoff. Um, their third mini album is going to be May 4th. You... The title track is also going to be released on that day. And then um, also on May 4th, Triple S. They have their subunits. So this subunit is Crystal Eyes. And they are releasing their title track, Cherry Talk, on May 4th. May 8th is One Us, the group One Us. They're releasing their ninth mini album. And their title track is called Erase Me. But their mini album is called Piag million and that's p-y-g-m-a-l-i-o-n or pig million okay may 9th is a debut of a group and it's called a-d-y-a it's a girl group there are five members um they're signed under starting house entertainment and it's a self-titled first single album called a-d-y-a may 12th is a group called, a new group called Amers. This is not their debut, but because they debuted in November, 2022, but their first single album is called Bubbling. 
Okay, so next we have May 15th. G Idol, you guys, are coming back with their sixth mini album called I Feel. So I'm excited for that one. May 15th is another debut. The Wind, which is seven guys. This is their first mini album called Island. And it's a Japanese group based in South Korea. And um, they're signed under the label Around Us Entertainment. May 17th, a, a, uh, sorry, an eight-guy group called Unite, Y-O-U-N-I-T-E. Um, they're doing their fourth mini album called Bit Part One. And their title track from that is called Waterfall. So that's on May 17th. May 18th is a group called ATBO. And um, they debuted back also in 2022. So this is their third mini, mini album called The Beginning. May 22nd, y'all. This is the one right here in Hypen. Yes, yes. I am here for it. And Hypen is coming back with their fourth mini album called Dark Blood. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. that I'm excited about that one. Stray Kids and Hypen is going to have me hyped, right? <laughs> Okay, May 30th, Boy Next Door. Now, I'm going to give you a little fun fact about Boy Next Door. This is a new group. It's a debut group. And did you know this is a group by Zico? Yes, Zico actually has them signed under his label. He has a label that is... You know that they're signing well he already signed them they're signed under his label and his label is actually part of hive so he's keeping it in the family i love that so i'm excited for them too um and it's a boy group of course and then may 31st twice is doing a um japanese 10th single called hair hair is h-a-r-e-h-a-r-e -E, and they've already released their teaser poster for that so that concludes the K-pop news for this segment. I'm so happy that I'm able to go over all the comebacks because that was a lot. I thought I was going to just stutter my way through that one, but I didn't. I gave you all the K-pop news as um, far as comebacks. There are a lot of them. I'm so looking forward to um, researching the ones I don't know, talking about the new debuts and also going over the ones I'm very hyped about that I do know. So next month is proved to be a very promising month for K-pop. So I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Okay, next up is probably what you guys have been waiting on. August D, D-Day Tour and BTS News. So don't go anywhere because BTS News is coming up next, like right now. Welcome back to the K-Pop Talk. This is BTS News. Bang Tang Boys. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about them in this new segment. And let me tell you, I know you guys have been waiting on this particular one. And I'm talking about August D, Suga, Gi, whatever you want to call him. We can call him all three. Yes, yes, yes. This boy kicked butt, took names, and then some. On April 26, he had descended upon USB Arena in New York, and he did the darn thing. Minyogi, Sugar BTS, Alter Eagle, 
August D. Boy, let me give you your flowers. Yes, yes, yes. I will clap louder, but the ones that are listening through audio streaming, I'm pretty sure they don't want me clapping in their ear like that. But let me tell y'all, I watched it and I was floored. I had tears coming down. I was engaged. His dancers did the darn thing. Let me tell you guys, he is such a talented, talented artist. Like, this 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 guy, let me tell you, first of all, he gets more handsome by the moment. Like, every time I see Sugar, Sugar's a breakout. I call him the breakout of BTS. Let me tell you, because you remember, he was so quiet. And now that he is doing things on his own, he has really come out his shell. Like, I'm just like, who is this? But anyways, let me tell y'all, his concert is very engaging and it tells a story, a story that is truthful, honest, and pure. And he does not hold back. He does not hold back. I was thinking at one point in time, should I do another podcast based upon his album like I did with RM when I first started my podcast because it's that deep it's that deep I was if you listen to the songs and his lyrics and what everything is about it would take you there when I mean there and I'm talking about in thought like he tells you about his life the most uncomfortable parts of his life. And he lays it all out there on that concert floor. Let me tell you, if you haven't done so, listen to his songs. And when he starts streaming a live performance, I think he's going to start streaming a live performance when he does the soul, the soul, soul performance, sorry, the soul Korea performance. I think that's going to go on Weverse and they're going to stream that one. Watch it, you guys, if you're not going to the concert. Because I'm telling y'all, you guys will, the, the level of how you like Sugar, August D, Mignogi, it will go up. I'm telling you, I my level, like at first, I'm an OT7, right? At first, I was all about RM and I still love RM. He's the leader, right? But I'm telling y'all. When y'all see this, y'all going to be like, whoa, he, he can carry it. And it goes back to what I was saying. I, I was trying to think when he said that he didn't want to do a tour, he didn't want to do a concert because he didn't want to hear himself rap for two hours. I never forget that. And you guys, if you guys remember the footage, please let me know. I think I'm going to look for the footage after, after I take this, this podcast because I think it was at their last festa that he said that when they were talking about what they were going to do. And I'm pretty sure Sugar said when they actually was, was he going to do any type of performance? He said, no, I want to see myself rap for two hours. I got to find it y'all because fast forward, he is rapping. His concert was two hours. It was two hours. So I'm just like, if I ever see Sugar, I'm going to be like, do you remember when you said you wasn't going to rap for two hours and now you did it and you just took the world by storm, which he did. I'm, I'm so I'm so proud of him as an army. I'm so proud of Minyogi. And not only that, y'all, he's he did two songs 
or two two different um segments where he was on the guitar singing acoustic i think it was seesaw that he did and then he did the piano girl i feel like i'm sorry y'all so i called y'all girls i feel like i feel like i'm talking to my friends back at home i feel out y'all i feel out i feel out y'all because he just totally shocked me when he got on that piano and earlier when he got on his guitar. And then he went out in the audience and took someone's phone and was filming with that. And I'm pretty sure everyone saw that one because it made it broke the internet. It made the internet, not break the internet, but it made the internet when everybody saw that. But he is just a mastermind. And then another thing I didn't think about, I saw the the um stage pieces of the stage kept going up right i'm not gonna give too much away because there's so much more into it you guys like every single piece of that concert had meaning that's the thing every single piece of that concert had meaning and he was very personable with the crowd and he spoke perfect english by the way you remember at first Min Yogi could not speak English. Well, he he's speaking English now. I I'm just very I'm very amazed. Like he is the sleeper of BTS. He's the breakout person. But a lot of people don't know that he also was part of the mastermind behind BTS's music, because you know it was RM Min Yogi and J Hope were the ones who were really producing the music for BTS along without producing. Well, yeah, producing, writing, along with P-Dog, you know, because P-Dog's been with BTS since the jump, since the beginning, and with other people. But it was those four, Min Yogi, you know, J-Hope, R.E.M., and P-Dog. They're the ones who put everything together. But so many other things that Sugar has done, I just didn't really put two and two together until now just like did you guys know this is the anniversary one year anniversary of that that by um psy psy and you know of course sugar produced that one yes he did i mean he's just all over the place as far as creativity and being a mastermind of putting things together musicality he's just He's just beautiful. And his two videos, which I will get to later on in the K-release segment of when I go over um, music videos that have been released, we'll go over that then too because his two music videos that he releases off on another level as well. So there you have it, you guys. Like everybody was talking about that concert. Everybody. People were videotaping it, live streaming it, whatever. It was almost a BTS themselves were performing. People was trying to just enjoy his concert and that they did and he put like i said his blood sweat and tears on that concert floor he left it there and i can't wait for the whole world to see i can't wait for the rest of the fandom to witness it in person to enjoy the energy that he is giving off okay i'm gonna get off my soapbox now this one let y'all know you know he did not disappoint he is and and I don't know if I mentioned it before, but he's so bad in a good way that he has had three number ones and three different names. Min Yogi, Sugar BTS, and also August D. Three number ones and three different names. Who does that? Who does that? BTS all, I mean, 
they've had 11 number ones. That's when he was Sugar BTS. And then Min Young Gi, um, he had a, uh, oh, Min Young Gi is BTS, right? And then Sugar, um, Min Young Gi is 11 number ones with BTS. Let me not confuse you. So Min Young Gi, 11 number ones with BTS. That was his name because they used their legal names as BTS. And then um, as far as Sugar, Sugar is um, Girl of My Dreams with RIP Juice, Juice World, Rest in Peace Juice World. And then August D with this album that came out. There you have it. Name someone else who used three different names. The boy is that bad. Okay, so bad in a good way. Okay, so I'm moving on. Speaking of BTS, you guys, I just want to say congratulations because they have over 64 million subscribers on Spotify, making them the most subscribed group of any group in the world. So congratulations to BTS and that. Okay, so another thing I forgot to mention to you about this tour that was very emotional. He did a tribute to one of the composers of his album that had recently passed. And that was composer uh, Ryuchi um, Sakamoto. And the song that he has on his album is so beautiful. And um, Ryuchi Sakamoto... Um, just seeing him up there, and I didn't even know who he was, you know, seeing him up there with um, August D, Minyogi, Sugar, just took my breath away. I had a, I had tears coming down. And look, I'm telling y'all, that concert is just so amazing. Okay, so let's talk about the rest of the members, shall we? I know we could talk about Sugar, Minyogi, August D all day long. But like I said, we'll get to him in the music videos. Let's talk about Jimin. Okay, so Jimin was at a Tiffany & Company brand event to celebrate the relaunching of the Tiffany & Company storefront in, um, in New York, right? And there was all this craze about Jimin coming. Like, everybody was waiting on Jimin to show up. Because, you know, he's part of BTS. You know, he got that swag, you know, high swag rate. And he was coming through. And... An actor by the name of Dylan Sprouse was walking down the carpet, the red carpet, what for Tiffany companies called the blue carpet, like blue carpet. And he made this comment that he said, I know y'all waiting on Jimin. Jimin is coming, you know, and, you know, that went viral because even the celebrities know, you know, don't worry, Jimin is coming. They knew what all the photographers and the paparazzi and, 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 and um, social media was there for. It was for Jimin. Even though the other celebrities was there, they knew it was for Jimin. And Jimin was so popular when he got there. He was so requested that um, the head of Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy, and I don't want to butcher his last name. I think it's Arnaud or it's Arnold. Um, he requested to take a picture with him as well as the head of Tiffany & Company requested to take a picture of him. Like these big wigs want to take pictures with him. And the most comfortable that I saw him actually take a picture with is with Pharrell. Like, when he got with Pharrell, you could tell he let his guard down. Like, oh, it's Pharrell's my buddy. Let me take a picture with him real quick. So, um, that was um, amazing to see those two together. Um, as we all know, Pharrell loves BTS. If you haven't seen that collab um, interview between him and R.E.M. and Rolling Stone magazine, make sure you take a look at it. But... 
that's what's going on with Jimin. And Jimin set more records this week. You guys, he set so many records. Just look them up. I'm not even going to go over them because when I was reviewing the records that Jimin has set with his face album, I was like, okay, I, I can't say all this. This is a lot. It seems like every day he has a new record that he's set with that face album. So congratulations to Jimin for all the records you set with your face album. And you're continuing, you, I'm sorry, you're continuing to break records every day with this face album. So congratulations. You guys, I got to take a sip of water because my mouth is getting parched. So hold one second. Thank you guys so much. My mouth was getting parched and I started stuttering on my words. So I was like, I have to drink some water here. Okay, so let's get back. So we talked about Sugar, a.k.a. August D, a.k.a. Minyogi, and we talked about Jimin. Now let's talk about Jungkook and V. They were at the Dream premiere, which, as you know, IU... That was her film. You know, she was the star person in that film, Dream. And it didn't seem like it because, let me tell you, when V, Kim Taehyung, as we know as V, and John Cook walked in there, people were going crazy. Crazy. And it wasn't even their film. <laughs> That's what I was tripping off of. I was like, it's not even your film. As a matter of fact, V and John Cook was trending, like number one trending. Because of them appearing at that premiere. I wonder if how they take it. Like, do they know? Do they expect that people are going to start screaming and paparazzi going crazy when they walk out now? How do they handle that? Like, what's going on through their head? But, um, yeah, they went crazy. I mean, people forgot who the main actors were. People forgot about IU when they saw John Cook and V. So... I don't know. It's like, do you really want to invite them to your premiere? Because you know that they're going to upstand whoever it is that's actually acting in the premiere. So, just food for thought on that one. Okay, speaking of John Cook and V. John Cook got on his V Live and he um, introduced a new dish. As you guys know, he had a dish, I think it's called Bulgari, that um, that he, or Bul Bulgari, that he made... Um, last time he was on his v live and he incorporated two different brands and he put some little sauces and stuff with it made a good dish right well this time he made another dish so is john cook coming out with a cookbook could he be could it be now could he be could it be what do you guys think i think he he i mean he he has a following for it this is his second one that he's done I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with the book. I'm just saying, y'all. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about um, V. Because like I said, we talked about John Cook. Now we're talking about V since we talked about both of them being at the premiere. So V was also on his V Live. And he talked about how he was thanking everybody for watching Vinny's Kitchen. If you guys haven't seen Vinny's Kitchen, it's on Amazon Prime. At least in the United States, it's on Amazon Prime. And it talks about how V is working for this street um, street kitchen, Korean street kitchen um, restaurant. And, um, you know, he is overcoming his, his insecurities about cooking because he said he was the only one that really never cooked when they did In the Soup or when BTS is together because he thought he couldn't cook. 
And this, he's getting out of his fears and he's coming together and he's actually cooking food. Um, this one particular episode that they are showing this week um, has this girl who is with her friends and they're at the restaurant and her sister is a big v BTS fan and she noticed V because of her sister. And it was this interesting and sort of funny how she called V out like, aren't you V? And then he runs to the kitchen. So I thought that was funny. So if you guys haven't seen it, go see it on Amazon Prime. And um, V was just thanking the fans, you know, BTS ARMY for watching and anybody else who's watching. So, you know, there's that. And that wraps up all seven members, really, because as we know, um, Jen and J-Hope are in the military. By the way, J-Hope has posted pictures or, or they posted pictures of J-Hope um, being in the military. So um, he looks good. Looks like he's eating good, too. Like he's already bulking up a little bit. So um, that's that. Coming up next is the very last segment of my podcast called K-Releases and K-Vibes. Which music videos do I really like? And which ones should you add to your playlist? Find out coming up in this next segment. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. We're on our very last segment of the podcast called K-Releases and K-Vibes. Let's get started with K-Releases. These are music video releases that have been released within this past week or so that I really like. Okay, so let's talk about um, August D, you know, as we know, aka Sugar, aka Minyongi, he had two um, music videos that had come out with his album, um, Hagum and Amligara, you know, and he already had released um, People Part Two prior to his album being released. But these two music videos actually segue into each other because in Hagum, he has the detective and he has um, the villain, right? And the villain is actually also used in Amligada. So it's like a, a, a through line between the first and second music video. Genius. So um, I really did like, I mean, you can't go wrong. Like both of these music videos have such deep meanings in them. Lots of in different interpretations that I've been hearing. But until I hear Sugar... I'm going to have my own interpretation too, but until I hear Sugar, aka Minyogi, aka August D, say what it is, you know, it's left open for interpretation. But um, I do know that in Amagada, it is based loosely on what he had internally gone through growing up until now. Okay, so those those two videos. Yang also had two videos. They were also released with his album called Down to Earth. And Seed, let me tell you, that's the first music video we're going to talk about. Such a beautiful video. Beautiful video. Um, my heart, I like, I just clutched my chest when I saw it because it was just so beautiful. I I, I keep using that word because it is. It is beautiful. Um, it's a slow song. It's a heartfelt song. And in one point, his range, like near the end of the song, when he hit those high notes, I was like, whoa. And he's from Big Bang, you guys. And I've often talked about how the OG K-pop groups have that authentic harmonization in their songs. Big Bang was no different. It was Big Bang. It was Shiny. It was EXO. 
you know, um, was it TV, TVXQ or TVQX? When they came out, they harmonized like no other. So, um, Tay Yang is carrying on that tradition. I'm so glad he had come back and put out these songs. Um, and, and also to collab with the younger generations, such as when he featured Jimin on his song Vibe. And then now he has Lisa on the next song that we're going to get to. But to have him sing his song by himself called Seed and, and have that meaning into it, it's just so beautiful. So let me get off my soap opera box for that one. But Seed is a beautiful one. And then Taeyang also, like I said, is Shuang or Shong that that is a music performance video y'all let me tell you i love that song i think it got like over 10 million views so far that song is good like lisa like i look at her i'm like okay girl all right i hear you i see you like the song can't compete with the best of the best in the rb pop you know hip-hop songs here in the u.s that's how this duo did the darn thing on this song like Y'all just have to watch it. And by the way, all these music videos I'm putting in the link in the description box on my YouTube channel. Okay. So Taeyang Seed and Taeyang Shuang. Oh, by the way, I want to mention he has a collab, a capsule, not a collab, but a capsule clothing collection coming out. Um, the Xiong clothing capsule collection, as they call it, coming out. So be on the lookout for that. Go to his YouTube. I will put the link. Um, in, um, like I said, description box. So you can guys go to and order some merchandise. Okay. 17. I'm moving on to the next music video, y'all. 17. They back. They back with their album FML. And yes, it means just that. If you understand, that's what it means. And their, their song that they released is called Super. And let me tell you, the bomb, diggity bomb, bomb, bomb dance song like i love it i've been posting some um some of the um dance challenges from super and let me tell you i love me some hoshi hoshi know he can dance his tail off y'all like hoshi can dance his tail off he was um doing um he was doing the uh sugar challenge to to hagum hagum and it was woozy dk uh Hoshi, and I forgot the other one. Sian Kwan, the eight. And let me tell you, my, my eye gravitated towards Hoshi. Like, he kept up with Sugar. Don't get me wrong, I love all of 17. But Hoshi, I can see why he's the dance leader of 17. Because he can do it. I mean, his he's just a good dancer. But anyway, so, um, super was released and let me tell y'all they did not disappoint 17 is back they back y'all they did not disappoint nice dance song nice bass nice you know beat as normal you could tell woozy has something to do with this song they had the typical 17 cadence in the dance song y'all so if y'all have not heard it you already know i'm gonna put the link in the description box on youtube so good next up is another performance music video called Tantra by Econ or Icon, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And let me tell y'all, it reminded me of if you guys listen to Sipping on Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg, it doesn't sound like the song, 
but that there's like a ding, 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 ding. That's what's in the beginning of Tantra. And it comes out, I think, right before their course part or during their course part. That reminds me, it has that West Coast vibe in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a dance track too. And as a matter of fact, in the performance video, they're dancing. I love the song. So that's Tantra by Icon or Econ. The last video is Freaking Bad by Extraordinary Heroes. You guys, I thought they were just a K-pop group. I didn't know they were a rock band, a Korean rock band. When I saw, because I have never seen them perform. And when I saw the music video, I was like, why are they playing instruments? I'm like, are they actually a band or are they doing this for the music video? They're actually a band and they're a good band at that. Let me tell you, when I first watched that music video, I'm like, okay, I, I like the song. It's a rock song, so I, I, I still like it. I listen to all genres of music. I said, okay, well, I, I like this. And then all of a sudden, I kept singing, freaking, freaking bad, freaking, freaking bad. And I was like, what in the world am I? I kept, it, I couldn't get it out. I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my head, you guys. I was singing that song probably for the next couple hours. And I'm like, why am I singing a chorus from this song? So it sticks to you. When you listen to the song, you have it in your head for the next couple hours, just be forewarned. But those are the... What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven music videos that have been released. And now I said last week, I said, watch, we're going to have a lot of music videos being released in the upcoming weeks. And um, this one did not disappoint because we have a lot of music videos that was released this week. Okay, so my vibes, though, the ones that I keep listening to over and over are, of course, your boy, August D., um, Hagum and um, Amagata and Shun from T um, Taeyang featuring Lisa and Super featuring Seventeen. Those are my four that I just listen to over and over and over again. And I hope one of these songs becomes a song that you add to your playlist as well. Well, that wraps up this episode of that K-pop talk. My name is Denise. And next week, you don't want to miss it because we're going to talk about five females who are breaking the stereotype in South Korea because they own their own record label. So please click like, share, subscribe to my podcast channel. And don't forget, if you want to support me, there is a link in my description box for that as well. Once again, my name is Denise. This is that K-pop talk where we do what? We talk about K-pop, of course. See you later.